0: and the women's Six Nations in this week's Welsh Rugby Union Podcast. Not the start they wanted out in France for Wales in the new look women's Six Nations format, but it's a big game, home to Ireland in Cardiff this weekend, which will go a long way to deciding if it's a positive Six Nations for Wales. A chance to talk to fullback Robin Wilkins, who will be earning her 50th cap this weekend, Captain Shuin Lillicrap and first coach Warren Abrahams as they faced the Welsh press this week.
1: Yeah, look, we, we always said we're going to measure our attitude and behaviours and there was definitely some elements of that perhaps not as consistent as we wanted to be. But yeah, now we've seen a lot of the fight and the hunger there in that game. We had great opportunities and we had a tough review on Monday and Tuesday as a playing group and as a coaching and a management group. And the frustrating thing is we created opportunities for ourselves. We just didn't capitalize on them. But those are the lessons we learn and we have to go again. Talk us uh, through
2: that, that review then, Warren. What were some of the things that you picked out that you need to improve on now looking forward?
1: It's pretty simple. We weren't good enough on the day. We showed in part of that game what we can do and what we're capable of. So we just got to take those uh, positive bits from from those lessons um, and push forward and then shift our focus to Ireland this coming weekend.
2: A few issues uh, with the set piece uh, against France, uh, a few missed kicks to touch as well. Is that something that you've been working on this week?
1: The girls know individually, they can scrutinise their own performances individually. They know where they got it wrong. We uh, as a coaching group to help facilitate their learning and their development in those particular skill areas and we'll keep working on them. But the key thing is as long as we take the lessons and we keep developing and we keep believing in ourselves, then we'll keep growing.
2: And what has the mood been like in camp this week? Have you had to pick uh, any of the girls up or are they all rearing to go again?
1: Are they all rearing to go again when you go through these tough situations? And we all agreed it was a, it's a pretty painful experience, but an experience that's going to make us better. When you put on this Wells badge, they don't need much motivation. That badge gives you enough motivation. So we didn't need to pick them up. They all pick each other individually up. We take responsibility for our actions and we push forward.
2: The different format of this tournament means you only get to play three games. So, do you feel more pressure now to get that result against Ireland?
1: Again, the pressure is only the pressure we put on ourselves. The results will look after itself. we got to keep going back to the drawing board. Uh, we know if you want to win at this level, you got to dominate those collisions. you got to give it yourself go forward. you got to set yourself up. Uh, you got to provide yourself with a really good platform to play from. We know those stuff. So we got another opportunity again this weekend. Hopefully we can step it up.
2: And you've made four changes to uh, the starting 15. Can you talk us through those decisions?
1: Uh, yeah, so we've got a big squad at the moment. We've got to make those rotations, give each individual an opportunity. So we look at the front row with Karras and Kara coming in this weekend to give them a crack at it. And as you highlighted, we've got a got a shorter format, so the balls in their court now to put their hands up for selection for that last game, so it it provokes a little bit of competition there as well. And then obviously, young uh, Neve Terry and Caitlin Lewis on the bench this weekend. It's another great opportunity for them. We've sent, uh, Jazz back to GB for this weekend. That was always our agreement for the big picture because we want to make sure as a program that we give Jazz and Hannah the best opportunity to go to the Olympics. But it gives an opportunity for two young players to come in and hopefully they get a chance as well. And like I said, it's competition. We've got to compete for places and it makes that finals game a little bit more interesting.
2: How do the uh, GB7s camps work? Do they only want Jazz this week or does Hannah go next week?
1: No, look, it's, a, it's an agreement with the coaches across the board and uh, we look at our squad and, and the blend. Uh, Hannah's been training with the group and we felt uh, for this weekend from a, a team perspective that we've quite covered with the outside back. So um, we give Jazz an opportunity to continue training there and we bring Hannah back to give us an extra boost within the centre position.
2: It's going to be a special day for uh, Robin Wilkins on Saturday, winning her 50th cap. What can you say about her?
1: She's been incredible for this group. Uh, you just look, she's playing out of position at the moment and she's putting the team first. I mean, 50 is, is special to get to this stage with 50 caps. Um, it's a pretty special moment. And obviously then you've got to look at the number of games that play within the women's game. So it makes it even more special because they don't play as many games as they do play within the, in the men's competition. So she's done an incredible job for a while now within the squad. And the way she's grown over the last few weeks or last few months, actually, since I've come in, I have really seen her grown and developed. The smile she's got on her face, the training these days, she's growing into an incredible woman and she's been a, a great leader for the team. And like I said, she's putting the team first again in a 50th game so when you reach those numbers you could easily say now my preference is to play plow but she's putting the team first yeah so it's just a testament as of, of her as a person so i'm really proud of her and i'm really proud of this achievement and that's everyone across the board management players everyone
2: I can see her smiling and uh, blushing next to you there. (laughs) Ireland will be uh, a more level playing field, you would imagine, on Saturday. Lots of confidence in their camp at the moment. They're saying they're they're the fastest, fittest and strongest they've ever been. That must be one that you're looking forward to.
1: Uh, You know what, it's when you step on the grass in between those four lines, it's an equal playing field. And again, we can just focus on the stuff that we can do. We keep believing in our process, keep believing in ourselves and the people around us, and the rest will look after itself.
2: Um, It's their first game of the tournament. You've already had one. Does that play to your advantage or is it their advantage that they've had an extra week's preparation?
1: You can answer it either way. We've learned a great lesson from the, the Argentinians. They haven't played a game in the BD All Blacks um, a few weeks ago. So we've got a game under our belt. We've learned some really good lessons. I think, again, it's just going to come down to the team that's the most adaptable, that wants it the most, and then play the game tactically smart enough that's, that will walk away with a result at the end of the day
2: playing at the Arms Park. The girls had started to build a really, really good fan base there when people were allowed in, but uh, it's still a home game and you must be excited to uh, run out on that pitch.
1: Uh, look, it's always exciting to be in your own backyard. So it's going to be my first experience and a, and a lot of the other girls would be their first experience as a group together. So now we're really looking forward to this one. And again, we've just got to focus on ourselves, not get consumed by our emotions. Again, it's another opportunity for us in this time at the moment. It's just a great privilege to be able to, to play a competitive fixture and nevertheless play a fixture against a, another country. So we're really privileged.
0: I'm wondering where this game, getting into the third, fourth playoff, arguably the best of the rest, if you say England and France, have more resources than anyone else. How important is that in the scale of things with a World Cup just
1: over a year away? We're very much at the start of our journey and that's believing in in the stuff that we've been doing. It's a great opportunity for us to go and compete. We compete in every single game. We got it wrong last week, but we're going to go out there and compete. Hopefully you see more of those parts that you see within that game last week uh, around our attitude and our hunger so um, you'll see more of that World Cup is its a long way away we've got time so biggest thing we've learned from COVID uh, we can't predict the future so for now the focus is on Ireland and you know what before you even can get to Ireland we've got another training session this evening we've got another captain's run this so we got to take it step by step yeah
3: One for Warren, and hopefully we can pick up on this with both Shuan and Robin as well. You had three penalties for high tackles in the game, and there was one yellow card towards the end. How aware were you of the discipline issues in the previous game between England and Scotland, and also with Molly Wright getting a red card and now her Six Nations is over? Can you just talk us through how you've been making sure your players get lower and take, obviously, all these new interpretations seriously?
1: It's a trend in the game um, and as coaches and players we all have to adapt. It will take a little bit of time but we've done enough work on the referee especially around the discipline area going into that fixture in particular and we all know the importance of if you get it slightly wrong as it goes now as you've learned from that Scotland game your campaign could potentially be over. So again we work on these things and none of these girls go out there to get it wrong deliberately. Sometimes it's human errors but look as a group we do enough work on the referees and make sure the girls really understand that and then technically we continue working on on those skills to make sure that we sort of look after ourselves from an individual point of view.
3: Shuan in particular are you very aware of that with your team and just the whole discipline issue particularly around Molly Wright's six nations being over just like that. Is it something you've discussed?
4: Yeah it's absolutely something that's on our mind as players and, and as a squad and you know seeing that Live happen essentially in this in our campaign now in the, in one of the first games you know it makes it all all real but you know as Warren says we've been working on it in training about being technically right and that that's the important thing and it does play on our minds as players you know in the heat of the moment no one goes out there deliberately to do that but with how strict that law has become there's no hiding essentially is there maybe it's something that you'd maybe not get picked up on in a club game potentially but with TMO review, it's something that's continuously on our minds so you know that's something that we're always aware of and we've got to stay on top of because going down to 14 players in, in a game is something you absolutely don't want to do so for the rest of the team as well we've got to have it on our minds but you know that's something that we've spoken about throughout our training and practice and Yeah, the girls are very conscious of it, and uh, hopefully that we won't be in that scenario that Scotland are in because of the work that we've put in.
3: And Robin, you're often the last line of defence. So, do you feel sometimes that the pressure is even more on you and your fellow back three players?
5: Um, I think it's a case of uh, back three, it's just making sure you uh, get that tackle in. Um, I think Sean hit the nail head in terms of making sure that we're technically correct. It is on your mind. We were watching the game and we've seen it live. Um, and it was something we spoke about before the game about making sure that we were careful of our discipline and making sure we were getting our tackle height correct. And that is something probably you'll continually see now. It's a trend in rugby that we're seeing. We just got to make sure that we're squeaky clean in that department.
3: I appreciate that the result at the weekend wasn't what you wanted. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who recognise you put in an incredible shift against France. And and how have you tried to lift the mood amongst the camp and sort of just like distract yourselves slightly and just, you know, enjoy yourselves because you are still playing for Wales?
4: I spoke about it before last week. Our team, culture, morale, unity is probably the best it's ever been. Um, so, you know, we can turn to anyone in the squad and, and look out for each other and be there for each other. And that you know, was the message post-game. You know, there's a lot of emotions and probably no one was more disappointed than us ourselves after the game. You know, we were absolutely gutted, but we've taken a lot of lessons from that. And... The key thing is, is believing and, you know, what we've done in reflection this week in analysis, but also then how we've taken that onto the training field has been huge. Um, And we've seen, you know, some real good decisions being made this week. We've got to take some confidence from that. So, you know, it's it's about believing in ourselves, but also believing in our teammates. And I think, you know, all the work that we spoke about that we've done in our culture, unity and uh, what Warren's brought in into that side of things as well helps us be able to dust ourselves off and get back on that pitch and trial things and believe in each other. You know, it's, it's so important because you know I absolutely believe in every individual on that pitch and we'll never give less than hundred percent in our effort, application and attitude. It's just believing now in our capabilities over what we can create and how we can play. And, um, you know, the girls have done outstanding this week in putting that into practice on the field. We could have gone in ourselves, but we haven't, we've expressed ourselves.
3: And Robin, if I could just get you to expand slightly on, on who's like really been instrumental in also distracting and building that unity. Like I, I know you did a lot of portrait paintings last week that I saw on social media, and it's not all about rugby. It's bigger than that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, obviously, with COVID, it's a bit trickier.
5: We've been in camp. We haven't been able to have our camp on the weekends and things like that. When we are in camp, we really are together, and culture and that belief, like Sean was saying, is something that we've really spoke about quite a lot in detail. We all enjoy each other's company, uh, like that task there where we were drawing the portraits. Something really small and simple, but something that was, you know, really enjoyable. I had the pressure of uh, drawing Shuan as well, which uh, was tricky. I can't say uh, I'm uh, that great at art. I need to stick to rugby, I think. Um, But I think I'm just building on what Shuan said is we didn't really need to pick each other up. It was just an essence, and we, you know, go again. I think everyone had the same mindset of putting things right from uh, last Saturday, and I think that's kind of the beauty of sport. Is there's always another game that you can kind of focus on and look to put those things right. For sure.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
2: first of all how, how are you physically you're usually an 80 minute player and uh, there was concern when you came off early against France I
4: oh, know I'm absolutely fine obviously as Warren's mentioned maybe in the press before I've had a series of injuries this year so probably haven't played as much game time as I would have hoped especially since Christmas I'd only played Worcester the week before for 35 minutes and I'd played since early January before that so you know, it was a case of probably finding my legs again, finding my feet again and building back into it. But yeah, my body's fine. I'm good. And yeah, have been recovering well this week and excited for Saturday.
2: And we'll have some more of those uh, line breaks against Ireland, please. <laughs> try my best. <laughs> We've already touched on it, but uh, how have the girls been in camp this week? What sort of things have you been getting up to to uh, take your minds away from the field?
4: Well, it's difficult, isn't it? We arrived back Sunday and then you know we were in Monday, but you know our focus had to absolutely be on reviewing our performance and and the elements of the game from you know set piece and units review to team review. That was really really important that we did that and then put it into practice on the field. So that's how we've really got our confidence up is you know having good, honest conversations with each other and then the review from the coaches and, and us from ourselves to be able to put that into practice, which we have done. And, you know, we left training Tuesday evening after an outstanding session, played like we want to play in training on Tuesdays. We've got to take confidence on that. So what we do in training, we've got to be able to put in a game day, and that's what we've been focusing on. But, you know, a key thing has been recovery this week. And um, it is important that we do still enjoy each other's company and we bounce off each other. And, you know, the girls, we've been trying our best to do that. And, Morale has been good, but we're looking forward to getting back in tonight now and really driving our standards and, and what we want to achieve on Saturday forward. Tell us about this portrait
2: painting. Who did you have to paint?
4: Oh, you know what? I didn't pay anyone. I feel really <laughs> bad now. <laughs> no, out of choice. I had a medical at the time, so I, yeah. I need start with me. But Robin had me, and she beat herself up. She did a good job. I knew it was me straight away. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen the one of Warren, but it was pretty good too. Pretty impressive.
2: Uh, talking about Robin, a uh, big day for her on Saturday. Uh, Fifty caps. Um, what can you say about your teammate?
4: Ah, uh, you know, it's an outstanding achievement, especially at uh, Robin's age. I was getting emotional, actually, when, when Moran was speaking about it, because everything he said is is absolutely true. You know, it's a huge achievement in the game of rugby and especially in the women's game over how many cap fixtures we get a year. Robin's first cap, I think it was 2014 and, you know, now seven years later to receive her 50th is a huge, huge achievement. and. You know, as Warren said, she's a selfless person and will play in, in other positions for the better of the team. And those are the type of people that we need in our squad and we want in our squad. It's, it's always about the team. It's never about them. So, you know, this weekend, I'm sure Robin will be like, it's not about me. It's about about the team and that result. But huge gratitude and respect to Rob's and it's an honour to take the field with her on, on Saturday. So we're, we're extremely proud of her.
2: Talking of Ireland, then lots of uh, positive noises coming from their camp, as you'd expect. We're expecting this one to be a really, really tough battle.
4: Every international game is a battle. You know, Ireland are still trying to qualify for the World Cup, so they've probably had a lot more prep maybe than than they've been used to. And as you said, there's a lot of noise coming from there. So, you know, absolutely, we're not going to underestimate them and we'll show them respect through hopefully a, a great game of rugby. But... The important thing for us is, you know, we've spoken openly about this new style of Wales and how we're going to play the game. And we've got to go out there as, as Wales women and, and produce that now. You know, we can't just keep talking about it. But, you know, we're in a good spot as a, as a squad and it's all about the performance and hopefully the result will look after itself. But, you know, what we're looking at is an increase in performance as individuals. We've reviewed, reflected ourselves, you know, that many Miss tackles etc you know we, we don't want to be at, at that level but we've all looked at ourselves and individuals and put fixes in place and reflected. so you know this week is is going to be a good week for us in to see how we've learned essentially from last weekend and, and how we can really embed our performance on this
2: game. Yeah, you talk about performance and the journey you're on, but do you ever look back at results? I think your last win came in uh, November 2019. Is that something that maybe hangs over you or is it about the bigger picture?
4: Yeah, I don't like losing. That's the, the reality. I don't think anyone does, especially wearing you know that badge that means so much to us. But what we have got to remember is, you know, we've had a lot of inconsistency over the last two years as a Welsh women's squad. Warren and his new management are new reasonably new and we've got to believe in the process and trust the process of we're building something special which as players we truly believe we are from the feeling in camp how we bounce off each other how we're training we we know that as players it's just demonstrating that now but as Warren said the reality is we are early on our journey we're very early on our journey so you know we've got to take faith in that we've got to take pride in that but for me, the, the biggest thing is transferring that training pitch to match day, which is you know a responsibility of us as players, leaders, making sure that we transfer that on, on the weekend and for the rest of the campaign.
2: Have you had a bit of anthem practice last week? I don't think you expected the microphone to be quite so close last week. It yeah. uh, all showcased all your singing voices.
4: Yeah, that's one thing we, we all spoke about, actually. Post-game, the girls were saying we've got to start an octave higher because we started way too low and there was nowhere to go in that anthem. So, um, no, we had not nothing in practice, but we've had, uh, obviously, practice under our belt on Saturday and hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll come across a little bit better in the anthems. But, yeah. I'll have to get
2: Ken Owens down there. <laughs> Good luck to you, Sean.
4: Yeah, thank you very much.
2: Robin, first of all, massive congratulations on your 50th cap. How, how does it feel to become a member of that uh, exclusive club?
5: Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I don't think it's kind of sunk in yet. Um, I think as the week's kind of gone on and now with the squad announcement, now it feels a little bit more real. Um, it feels like yesterday that I was having my first cap, so now to be um, achieving my 50th. And it's something that I'm really excited for. But also something that I'm really proud and privileged.
2: And what would you say since making your debut back in 2014? What would be your international career highlight?
5: I think, you know, your face cap is always the most memorable. Um, I think there's games along the journey that, you know, I've been really proud of. Think of the French win that we had a few years ago when we beat Ireland in 2017 World Cup. There's games along that way that really stand out as career highlights and I'm sure now on Saturday kind of achieving uh, 50th is going to be another amongst uh, those highlights for sure.
2: You must be gutted with no crowds uh, no family there to watch you run out onto that pitch.
5: Yeah I know it's um of course, it's going to be a bit disappointing not having a crowd, not having family and friends around. But, um, you know, I've spoken to particularly my parents and I'm sure they will uh, throw a big celebratory party when we can uh, actually do that. So I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll make up for it somehow. Uh, you say you're feeling
2: in the shape of your life. Is that down to the time that you've had during lockdown, do you think?
5: Yeah, definitely. I think having that opportunity... It allowed us to kind of train like professionals. It give us that time to be able to get in those two free sessions a day. It's something that I kind of really started to enjoy. and I could see the benefits, the rewards, so I just kept going. Uh, so then when coming back at the start of this season, it felt like I was in the best shape of my life and tried to continue that, um, leading into the Six Nations as well.
2: And looking ahead to Ireland, I think the last time you played them, it was in the middle of a storm. Out in Donnybrook, uh, the cold showers, you must be uh, quite happy now to be playing in the sunshine of April. I think it's going to be quite nice on Saturday.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I've been quite enjoying the Six Nations being put back to this time of the year. The uh, weather definitely making training a lot more enjoyable. Uh, That's for sure a lot easier on on the body. We talk about recovery, just having that daylight and still being able to train. Does make a difference, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be no uh, no storms planning to turn up on Saturday.
2: Playing at fullback again didn't get to show much of your attack against France. So the new kicking strategies that I hear, but uh, Saturday will be a big opportunity to do that.
5: Yeah, no. Kind of working alongside Warren and looking at the benefits of having two fly halves on the pitch at one time. I know a real aim for myself is. Offering that two sided of attack. And it's definitely something that, you know, I've been trying to work on, particularly Monday, Tuesday, haven't got a game at 15 under my belt and seeing kind of the expectations. So this Saturday and tonight, now we're training, it's just continuing to try and build on that and offering that kind of support with Snowy, but also offering that two side of attack for our team. Robin,
0: I'm just wondering what are your memories of your first cap?
5: I had quite an eventful first cap, so I don't know if you've ever seen that with kind of strapping on my knees. But the last part of the warmer planted the wrong way and my kneecap actually dislocated. So managed to get it strapped up. I remember saying to the physio at the time it needed to be strapped up because everyone had come watch, all family and friends had come to watch. So managed to get through that game all strapped up and... um, managed to play then the rest of the tournament so yeah as far as first caps go I think it was quite yeah quite uh, eventful.
0: Did it take your mind off everything else you only had one thing to worry about in a way? Uh,
5: To be fair because it was my planted foot and I was taking kicks uh, in that game I remember my first kicker post was dreadful because all I was thinking about was actually planting that foot and making sure the kneecap didn't come out but yeah as you get into the game and the adrenaline kind of Flows, you do end up forgetting about it, and obviously, it was getting at the time not to win. So, hopefully, now Saturday will be memorable for more than uh, one reason.
0: And of course, most of those forty-nine caps are at, at ten or in the centre. So, how are you finding this change? Do you see it as a stepping stone to going back, or do you see it as a, a longer-term thing? Maybe.
5: I think it's kind of, you know, it's going to make me a better player whether I'm playing 10, 12 or 15, particularly at 15, I'm trying to defend the backfield. I try and flip it um, into the perspective of, as a 10, what space would I be looking for in the backfield? So I'm trying to use it to actually improve myself as a player. What Warren and Schoen said is what you can do to help the team and whether that is playing 10, 12 or 15, you know, I'm willing to do a job in any position. I think the big thing for me is being involved and being on that pitch and wearing the Free Firebirds.
0: And finally for me, just wondering what the last year has been like for you at work. It's been such a different and strange environment. And I've heard interviews in the past about how you feed off the children, sort of knowing what you're doing, know, knowing what you are and the impact you can have on them. So it'll have been a very different year for you.
5: Yeah, no, I guess I could, kind of inconsistently being in school, out of school, um, year groups going off and coming back in so you know Monday now all the children are back all the pupils are back so having that kind of consistency hopefully uh, would be nice but yeah I think it's just been taking a week as it comes I think that's probably what the whole population are doing is taking things as they come because there's such an uncertain time with Covid it was nice when people have come back in school and we can Chat about kind of rugby in particular that has been nice and will be nice now as the pupils, like I said, are coming back next week.
0: Okay, well, good luck with it. Go easy in the warm up. (laughs)
5: Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Playing with a
0: dislocated kneecap. Who says Wales women aren't strong? More reaction next week, of course, on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.